I'm Allison Bramlett, and welcome to my podcast. I'm so excited to be hanging out with you today and looking forward to sharing some things that the Lord has really put on my heart. So please like, share, get back with me, let me know what ministered to you, what touched your life, and I think that we are definitely better together. So today, I want to talk about the valuable thing, the most valuable thing that I believe in the world is, is relationships. But the hard part about that is so many times we look for the trash in each other instead of the treasure. Now, my daughter has always said that she thinks treasure hunting is way more fun than trash inspecting. So you're going to have to excuse me. I've got bells going off. I've got phones going off. I have doors opening and closing. I have paper shuffling. I am doing this from my office today, which is a live moment with lots of life going on around us. And every now and then there may even be a child that runs through, which would probably be one of my grandchildren. So, but that's what we're talking about. That's what makes life fun. That's what makes it exciting. But that's also what makes it painful. So when we start talking about relationships and the trash and treasure, so my daughter always says, Mom, isn't treasure hunting way more fun than trash inspecting? So you know what? Everyone has trash in their life. Everyone has things that they need to clean up and get rid of. But how important it is when we cheer for each other's treasure because everyone has gold in them. Everyone has something that's amazing that God's given them. And when we can focus on those things and shine the gold, to me, it gets rid of a lot of the trash. So one reason we deal with, I think, the trash is because the past dictates our purpose many times when it shouldn't. You've heard me talk about past people pettiness, pride, and pain trying to stop our purpose. And I believe you have to put those peas to the side and say, okay, you know what, Lord, I know what you've called me to do. My divine direction, my divine destiny is way more important than any temporary, um, what I would call temptation, um, any temporary moment that's pulling on me. But I also know that the things that I've done, I've got to let go of. I've got to press forward. So many times I think we have to take the attitude that our past We have to look at it like a librarian. Every now and then, I may need to go through, pull a card, look at a book, say, hey, how did that affect me? What can I do with that? How can this help me with my future? I almost use it as a resource or a way to help others, but not really use it from a place that you live at. Then, in my present, I'm like the speaker of the house. I am the speaker of my present. I have to watch what I'm saying, watch what attitude I'm in. And then also, I'm always the prophet of my future. So at all times, I'm a librarian, I'm a speaker, and I'm a prophet. But I know that in dealing with those situations, we need to be excited about the relationships that are around us, even the hard ones, because I believe they're working something out in us. So many times, I believe there's some questions that we can ask ourselves. It really reminds me of the story of Jesus and Zacchaeus in the Bible. This is in Luke 19. Now, if you know the story, you may actually know the song. I don't know how you grew up, where you grew up, but man, when I was younger, they'd be like, Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he, and he climbed up in the sycamore tree. Man, entire song, you don't know it. If you're in your car right now, you may want to just begin to sing it. But I know that there's so much more to that story, is that Jesus wanted to become in a personal relationship with Zacchaeus. And I believe in today's busy world when there's so much going on, and I do believe that the most valuable commodity is relationships. How can I be better at relationships? I believe there's some things that we can do, and Jesus did those things in this story. He said to Zacchaeus, he knew him by name. It's so important to try to know each other's name. 
and really see each other, get to know someone. And for me, I can tell you as a pastor and then being busy in town and children and becoming a grandmother and all these different things, it's really hard for me sometimes to remember names. I'm better at faces, but it's something that the Lord's really been dealing with me on because I believe that it's important to tell people, I know your name because that means you're valuable to me. So if I don't value you, that normally means I'll violate you. And people feel that. They know those things. And so I see value in everyone. And I really want them to know, I want to know who you are. So Jesus wanted to know who Zacchaeus was. But not only that, he said, I want to know what matters to you. You know, he wanted to know where he lived. He decided even to go home with him. He even knew what he had done. And he loved him anyway. And he also knew what he could do. He saw the treasure in him and not the trash. So some things we can do is know people's names. Find out what really matters to them. Find out where they live. Find out where they've come from, what they've done, what they've been through, what they're doing, what they're dreaming of doing. And so many times I believe we can see a bigger destiny and a bigger purpose in someone sometimes than they can see for themselves. I remember having teachers No, not all. You know, I had a few that were different, but I remember having teachers that would be like, Allison, you can really do that. And I realized that they saw potential in me that I never even saw myself. And it is important that when you see those things in people, that you know what to ignore and what to ignite. It's also important in your own life to know what you need to ignore and what you need to ignite. It's a choice. So I love that Jesus stopped. And see, here's the other thing. No one can know everyone. There's no way you can know everyone, but everyone needs to be known by someone. So God's got those someones that you need to know, and there's someone that needs to know you. It's amazing to me how the Lord just puts us all together and makes those things happen. But when Jesus went home with Zacchaeus and ate with him and hung out with him, he was modeling love. So many times when we meet in relationships, it's like I talk about show value in those things, we think, do you think I'll be okay? These are questions I actually think sometimes when I'm, am I going to be okay? Do I still have value? Because if you knew some of the things in my past or the things that have happened to me, would you still see me as valuable? Do you think I can be forgiven? Because goodness gracious, I can't get over, I can't forgive myself. Do you, can you forgive me? Do you think I even have a future that there's even any treasure in me? Well, Jesus said to Zacchaeus, I do think you're going to be okay. I do see your value. You've already been forgiven by me, and I definitely have a future for you. And we can say those same things when we meet people, when we take the time. We're demonstrating forgiveness, and it lets someone know that shame can be replaced with hope, that we have a future that is way greater than our past, that we're even worth forgiving, and we can respond in ways to people that replace that shame with hope. Why? Because we decide to see the treasure and not the trash. Here's the point. Lots of people, all ages and stages, need someone to believe that they can do something they may have not even realized they can themselves. We have to help others believe that they can do good, that they can be loved and they can be loved, that they can be transformed by the renewing of their mind. And you know I love the word transformation way better than change because change, you can change back. Man, I wish I could get rid of all those different size pants in my closet. But no, I can't because I change all the time. I change my weight and I can go from size to size. But transformation is when a tadpole becomes a frog. And you never see a frog go back to being a tadpole. You never see a caterpillar 
turn into a butterfly, and then the butterfly go back and become a caterpillar again. Why? Transformation took place. We have the power to help people know that they can be transformed by the Word of God and be everything God's called them to be, and that the Lord wants to do above and beyond what they can ask, think, dream, or imagine. That's right. God wants to do things bigger than your own dreams. So here's my thing. Who are you being someone to today? It's important to be someone to somebody. Because you help shape someone's faith by connecting them to people and then connecting them to Father God. And we do this. Relationships don't just happen. They have to be intentional. They require initiative and, like I just said, intentionality. Relationships even need structure. Okay, so don't get defensive on this. That means we have to help develop relationships. Really recently in my life, I've realized that there's been relationships that I let go that I never wanted to see go away. I didn't mean for them to, and I didn't understand. Now, there are seasons and times that people move in and out of your life, and that's part of, I call it scaffolding. You go to one floor to the next, and then they get moved out. But then there are foundational relationships in your life that you will have forever and that God can even bring in for the rest of your future, but you have to be intentional with them. And I've had relationships that I took for granted that they were going to be there and got really busy in my life, surviving certain things, just probably did not know how to go ahead and invest the way I should have and have the right initiative. And in those moments, I want you to know that some of those went away. And the Lord really, I realize now, I ignored it instead of ignited some things that I should have done differently. So I am trying personally to be way more... Um, aware of my relationships, of my time, of what I'm doing with other people. Because people are not programs. And, and they're not just something that you do every now and then. I believe there's something you have to build. There are things that you have to maintain. And it's worth it. So I'm excited because I believe it's important to connect. And we connect differently. Some people, man, we may play basketball with. We may... Um, Go have a cup of coffee, that's more mine, or go shopping. Or you may want to go hunting or just go riding, but you have to decide how to spend time with other people. I also believe that you have to be just that intentional with your time with the Lord. For me, I like to spend time with my first love, which is Jesus, first thing in the morning. And I like to spend time with Him right before I go to bed at night with Jesus. And then there's my second love, Jeff, and I try to spend time with Him right after those or right before them. Why? Because it's important to me. I believe that that's happening today. But how can I connect? How can I communicate? See, a lot of times I believe we share information to people that leads to action, but we don't really have connection. And when we have connection, it goes way beyond information. And connection is where passion comes from. It's where loyalty comes from. It's where true relationships happen at. How does that happen? I think we have to share our life stories on purpose. We have to be open. We have to begin to talk about ourselves to get to a place. Because you know why? That's where we tap into the emotional side of each other. That's where we become vulnerable to each other. And that's where we begin to grow things. See, when I use a story to connect, that goes way beyond just knowing. It goes beyond emotions, and it begins to bring and ignite this powerful action of life because we're we're really getting to the heart of each other. We're having those heart-to-hearts. And you get to know what's going on in my life. So for me, something that I want you to know is I believe that it's so important for everybody to spend time in the Bible. 
Well, you may say, why, why do you feel that way? Well, because that Bible has changed my life. It has been a love letter to me. It has been a compass to my life. It has been a comfort to me. It has been freedom to me. It's been purpose to me. It's been vision to me. And when those things begin to happen in your own life, you begin to be passionate. So I'm passionate about everyone having time with their first love and reading the Bible. So even though I have the Bible on my phone, I still love my leather Bible. I get passionate about it. People like Allison, man, you can have an iPad and everything else. I'm like, yeah, but... I like to touch it. I like to hold hands with it almost. So I need that. Well, that's what happens in relationships. When you begin to spend that time, talk, do things together, these moments begin to happen, and you want to be with them all the time. It makes a vulnerability that comes in, and God shows us that it's going to be okay. Here's what I've also learned. We may impress people with our strengths, but we connect in our weaknesses. So when I read that story in the Bible— I love that God did not leave out ugly details. He lets you know that Abraham lied and did things wrong, and then he's the father of our faith. He lets you know that David made some really bad decisions. But man, he is in the lineage of Jesus. He's known as the worshiper. He restored Israel. He's the one that killed Goliath. But sweet to me that the Lord was not afraid of our trash, and he always saw our treasure. If it were me, I would want to do the highlight reels of my life and let you see only my great moments. But God's not afraid of our mess. And in real relationships, it says a true friend loves at all times. We have to get to a place where we're really okay with each other's mess and we can still believe for each other's miracle and see the bigger and the best in each other. I believe you have to think possibilities and not problems. I have to think inspiration, not motivation. I have to think investment and not working. I have to think empowerment and not control. Realizing that we're all leaders, that we all are leading someone and when you realize those moments that you have a friend that you're leading, you may think, no, I'm not. Listen, if you showed them how to make coffee in the office, you're leading. If you showed them how to work the copy machine, you're leading. There's someone always following you, and hopefully there's someone you're always following. You have mentors. But you want those to be mentors in faith. So I would, I would encourage you, here's another thing, to notice where you're negative at in your life, where you feel a pushback. Because normally where your pushback is, is normally an area that you really need to learn and grow in. So maybe that hard relationship you're around, it's for you to grow, for you to understand what's going on. It's to train ourselves to be students and not critics. It's learning to be wrong. And the longer I have led, the more I've recognized, man, I have been wrong. And when you realize that friendship is not about titles or positions or places, but it's about trust and influence and purpose. It sets up for an amazing atmosphere where God can move. So I want to ask you today, who are you being a someone to? I want to encourage you to be intentional with your relationships, to not give up. And just like Jesus did in the story of Zacchaeus, I want to ask you to know people's names, to find out where they live, what, what's important to them what they've done, and where they're going, and to share hope, to share faith, to share love, and to see the treasure and not the trash. Hope these nuggets will help you, and I look forward to hanging out with you again soon on this podcast. Like, share, get back in touch with me, abramlett at oneconnection.org. I'd love to hear from you if you have any questions, and I will see you soon.